What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today we are talking about Tesla's full self-driving software, FSD Beta. I've been playing around with it for about a month now. I've had it on my vehicle, currently driving version 8.2 um, of the software. So I wanna take y'all behind the scenes on my favorite activity, um, which is taking people for rides in Tesla FSD, showing them the software and just experiencing it and learning about it myself. I think this is one of the most game-changing things happening in the entire tech world right now. Tesla's deployed this full self-driving beta software to 2,000 of its users. This is what I'm on right now. This is what you're seeing in that visualization where the car, you literally enter in a destination and the car just starts driving itself there. I mean, this is a total sneak peek of the future. I feel like I'm living in the future um, by driving on FSD beta. And so I wanna tell you all everything I thought about it. Um, after using it for a month, I've been in Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Eugene, tested it in traffic, tested it in the country, tested it in city streets, tested it on the highway with pedestrians, um, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and it has been so fascinating to just play with this incredible piece of technology. I mean, on a large scale, this is one of the most ambitious artificial intelligence projects the world's ever seen to be deployed at scale, a truly autonomous neural network. This is literally, the car is driving itself, it's thinking for itself, it sees itself in the 3D, this 3D rendering of the world it's created. Um, it's doing everything that a normal driver would. I mean, this is as, as a huge opportunity to change so much of the way humans get around, how we spend our time, the way we enjoy, how we get around our different cities and experience them. Um, I just think we're, we're scratching on surface on one of the biggest tech transformations of the entire century, frankly, where uh, instead of humans driving cars with fossil fuels, we have AI driving cars that is uh, AI driving electric cars. Just to give you a little bit of background, I bought my Tesla about eight months ago, um, 2020 Model Y. I purchased the full self-driving software package, which was $8,000 at the time. That included Auto Park, which is my favorite feature, Navigate on Autopilot, which means the car will change lanes on the highway and navigate between different highways to get you to your des destination, um, sort of an advanced version of Autopilot, and then also has, uh, I believe, Summon and Smart Summon, and then the right to any future releases that Tesla will have as part of this full self-driving package. So for $8,000, you get all these cool features, or I got all these cool features, and then the right to keep getting these updates. And so um, I, I just think this is so, so cool. So already in the eight months since I purchased my car, Tesla has increased the price of the full self-driving package from that $8,000 number to $10,000. And I think it's about to go up much higher than that as they roll out this city streets functionality to all the rest of their users. So and a lot of people ask me, okay, Gally, you know, you bought it for 8,000, let's say I buy it for 10,000, is it worth it now with the features you currently have? Or are you pricing in a little bit of that option uh, for future innovation for Tesla and sort of paying for those updates in the future? And this has sort of been a hot topic because it's very unlike anything we've ever seen. Like this is a crazy science experiment. Elon Musk thinks it's a home run to achieve this uh, self-driving software, which he claims will be valued at, you know, 50, 100, $150,000 of value once they fully push out this update and the true FSD, you know, level five autonomy to every single car. So if you can buy something that's going to be worth a hundred grand for 10 grand, that's a really good deal. And that's attached to the to price of your car. So like I said, I bought this for eight grand. It's already up to 10 grand. You know, the value of this vehicle in some ways, the hardware decrease, you know, the decline in the hardware value of the vehicle has been offset to some degree um, by this increase in the software value. I think that's a really interesting dynamic of where cars traditionally buy them. They depreciate rapidly now because of FSD um, and the rising FSD prices that are embedded in, in sort of the value of this vehicle. I'm actually not losing as much money. It's not really as much of a depreciating asset. And so I think that is an absolute game changer. And I think that's why I've been bugging all my friends to start buying FSD now, um, because I think Tesla's on the cusp of rolling out this subscription for full self-driving. Um, and I think that'll be in tandem with a very large price increase, because basically what they're going to say is now you can pay monthly. Um, and now it's rolling out to city streets. FSD beta is coming and the value and functionality of the full self-driving software and sort of that progress bar all the way to getting to true L5 autonomy 
um, is getting much closer and therefore we can justify increasing the price significantly. Okay, this is a really interesting one. Yeah. Okay, gonna have to take over. Did pretty good there. But yeah, this is a weird scenario because it doesn't realize that I'm allowed to drive in this lane um, because yeah, it, it, there's construction because it, and it, I think it was freaking out because it was like, oh my God, we're in the wrong lane. So um, I would say that when I'm driving on autopilot or FSD, like the standard is about one to two interventions per like 20 or 30 city uh, minute drive. So like if I'm driving for 30 minutes, I might have to take over one or two times. And it's not like it was gonna crash those one or two times, but it's just like I got nervous and I didn't wanna wait to see what it does. It gets overly cautious. That's one thing I love about Tesla's FSD software is that it seems like there's this level of caution and safety built into it where if it doesn't know what to do it'll just slow down um, and basically ask you to take over so I actually up to the last conference call I believe they Tesla said there there hadn't been a single crash on full self-driving and we still haven't heard of one so literally a perfect track record so far I mean that seems pretty insane it's gonna have to get into a crash at some point um, and I think we have to accept the fact that there's gonna be a lot of hiccups uh, you know in bringing a crazy technology like this to market but on the flip side of that the leading cause of death for people my age is car crashes and it's like the most dangerous thing I could do is get in a car with all these other humans driving and also be a human driving and so tesla's tackling what is probably the world's largest public safety crisis in many ways um, that it gets totally overlooked and underappreciated which is the massive risk that you take every time you get into a car and so tesla's really tackling that um, and i think should get so much credit for tackling this that is i don't know i just think that's a huge issue um, for all of society oh my god look at mount rainier right there wow that's beautiful just an absolutely gorgeous day in Seattle. Okay, let me just tell y'all as a user how mind-blowing this is. Oops, it's doing it by itself here. I'm just giving it a little juice. So what's up to that Model Y? Um, but yeah, actually I'll plug in a new destination and then I'll, t and then I'll, yeah. Okay, so as a user, this full self-driving software is absolutely incredible. Like, first of all, you show people, I think, you know, I talk to my friends about technology and all the cool stuff I'm doing, whatever, or I think it's cool and interesting, right? Just talking to my friends ear off about stuff. Never have I seen a reaction like getting in full self-driving. Like every single person that gets in this car that feels it themselves is like, oh my God, their mind is blown, they're speechless, they feel like they've seen the future. I mean, it's hard to, to quantify how big of an amazing technological feeling this is. You see the wheel turning itself, you see the car navigating on the street, screen. I mean, this is totally unlike anything else. I mean, once you have full self-driving, once you know how to use this feature, you can never go back. Maybe you're looking at, I don't know, a couple interventions every longer drive, maybe every hour or so, but that's already an incredible value as a product. I think people who don't have FSD, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that. It's like, well, if it's not perfect, then why am I paying for it? What's the value? And for most people, um, the stress of driving is huge. Like for me, I hate driving. I was not a driving person. I lived in Manhattan. I hated cars. Every time you go fast, you're like holding on for dear life. It's like rumbling, like super stressful. Cars are everywhere. Like it's just draining to drive. And I hated driving for that reason and so i got my tesla first of all it's so fast and it's so smooth at high speeds that that is a huge component of why i think it's so it feels so much safer it feels so much more fun and, and stressful to drive or less stressful to drive but then when you layer in this full self-driving software i mean the ability to just get on the highway and many of you who are tesla owners know this and just do this double ping and get like this massive weight lifted off your shoulders like wow the car is engaging it's just this this sort of stress level goes down the second you hear autopilot engage and you feel safer. Like there was a couple times on the highway that I, you know, I was on autopilot and there was like a big semi truck that we're trying to pass. The semi truck starts swerving into my lane, doing super dangerous things. And autopilot like does this super cautious slowdown, didn't pass the truck there, waited till it stopped swerving and then passed it. Like the amount of calm I feel that 
autopilot is genuinely safer than me at driving and better at me than at least for highway driving, you know, it's really high. And so it's hard to quantify how much value that is. But every time you get in, the, in your car to have peace of mind that you're in the safest vehicle in the road. And it's not just the fact that if I get into a crash, this is the safest vehicle, but there's active software making sure I don't even get into that crash in the first place. I mean, it's incredible um, that peace of mind. And I already think today autopilot on the highway is significantly safer than humans. And I think the crash data is starting to back this up that Tesla's been putting out in their safety reports. And I think FSD in many situations, even in the crazy city streets is about exactly on par with the humans. So um, but anyway, the point I was saying with the, the value of FSD is I think it's incredible. I drove from Seattle to Los Angeles, 90, you know, 95% of the miles slash time driven in the car. The car was driving itself. This made a road trip that I would have never, ever done before possible. I mean, this is changing, literally changing my life because I used to take flights and fly around everywhere pre-COVID and, you know, I don't know. I, now I hate planes. I find an excuse to drive everywhere. I'm driving all up and down the West Coast, doing it my Tesla, doing it sustainably, having fun. I don't know. I, as a person who hated driving until this technology came out, I feel so passionately that this is a game changer and that you'll never go back with it. Like, I think it's ridiculous that cars like Lucid and Rivian and, you know, Ferrari and Porsche, all these crazy brands are going to talk about the future and luxury and how they're amazing products and they're not going to have full self-driving. Like, I think it's like literally like Elon said, it's gonna be like as dumb as buying a horse right before you know the first model t came out that's how bad it is to buy a car without autonomy like that's truly what i think is the case like it sounds like a ridiculous statement but if you do not have a car that is software upgradable to autonomy and you're buying it for more than a couple years like this is just going to be an archaic relic and so um, i think this is the ultimate luxury when we talk about the future of transportation is having your car be able to drive yourself then if it's not perfect you know where to use full self-driving beta now i think that's one of the incredible things about it is like i feel like i know I'm confident when it's gonna be confident and I can feel when it's getting unconfident and then I just intervene. It's not like a scary situation when I intervene. It's like I'm kind of preemptively stopping it from what would be a cautious, like the car would just go too slow and people would freak out. And so I'm like, all right, I can see that coming or I can see a chance of that coming. So I'm just gonna disengage. So you you learn quickly. And first of all, it feels like I'm operating a spaceship, not driving a car. Like my feet aren't there. I don't know, my foot stuck out and like, in this weird position, pressing the pedal all the time, which is probably super bad for your back and is why you're so stiff when you're driving. Like I'm just relaxed. Um, I'm just watching the vehicle, sort of, you know, controlling it like a spaceship, which I think is really fascinating. And then you know when to use it. So first of all, this is way easier than driving, way less stressful, but, um, and way safer, but I kind of know how to control it. And I can say, okay, here the speed limit is 25, but we're going 33. I think that's, wow, did you see that swerve and avoid that person there so naturally? Um, but. Yeah, so I can set it to 35 if I want. And this is kind of the only control I'm doing. But if I say, oh, we're gonna go into a turn there, I don't wanna be, you know, nine miles over the speed limit now for that turn. I wanna be a little more cautious. Let's slow it down. It slows down right there. So I'm controlling it. it it's, it's, you know, it's this weird, people think it's like, oh, it's a human driving or it's the AI driving. Well, right now, and I think for uh, the foreseeable year or two in the future, it's this mind meld of the computer driving with my supervision and help. It's the tr it's a symbiosis, it's Neuralink pre-Neuralink of the AI with the human controlling this amazing machine. And that's why in some ways I call it like, it's like a horse. Like I think people hated when I made that analogy, but like you feel like this is a beast. This is like some crazy like Bronco or like Mustang that I'm riding that I kind of control and I see him getting a little off track. I kind of do this, you know, with the reins and like, it just feels like it's an AI, like it has a mind of its own. It's so crazy. And so um, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but that's kind of where I feel like it's at. And you can just feel how much it gets better. So right now I'm on version 8.2, right? 
um, of the software. They're about to release version nine, get this to way more people and go from drop the radar approach to basically just have vision. So Tesla's kind of unique in this or whereas at first used just a vision based approach for their neural net, literally just eight cameras on the cir circle of the car instead of, you know, humans drive with two eyes, the Tesla drives with eight eyes. And they used to have all this radar in the car and you know, Rivian, Waymo, they have all this LiDAR, radar, all a gazillion other sensors. And Elon's like, well, that just is too many signs for the neural net. You know, the cameras say go, the radar says stop, what do you do? And so they actually went for, or that's what they're gonna go for is a pure vision-based approach. And so that's why I say when this is one of the craziest science experiments we've ever seen, I mean, I really think it is. Like this is, uh, you know, this is we're testing out this theory that Elon Musk and the Tesla team have that a vision-based AI approach, uh-oh. Oh, just a little. Oh no, I think that was just the road. Pretty good there. Um, but just pure vision can achieve level five autonomy and be basically, you know, 10 or a hundred times safer, st very stati statistically significantly safer um, than the average human driver with just this vision-based approach. So that's what Tesla's working on right now. And that's why this has such an exciting future in applications, you know, ex machina, these robots that rock around and perceive our world. You see Boston Dynamics with these crazy robots. How do those robots perceive the world? Like, look at this model of 3D space that the Tesla has. It knows where it is. It knows where it's moving. It knows where everything else is. Hey, I think this is all gonna unfold, which is so fascinating is we're basically going to have, you know, like I said, a couple interventions every ride every so often, but going forward, the amount of interventions will continue to decrease. And that's why I love, I was joking with Omar, Homar's about this. And we were talking about how like, yeah, eventually your car will have gone like, you'll have gone like weeks and you'll ha you won't have had an intervention. You'll just be like, whoa, like, oh, sorry. So you'll have gone like weeks and you just won't have had an intervention and it'll be crazy. And so, uh, and I, that'll be the norm. And so over time, you know, and it, the regulators approving the full self-driving will be like totally, wow, this is a really tricky one. We'll, uh, we'll be like the last thing to happen because we'll already know, we'll already have our Teslas be driving ourselves around. We'll, you know, we're supposed to be watching it and we will be watching it and overseeing it, but we won't have touched the car. It'll be like, you know, and this is kind of dangerous because you don't want it to be like a joke. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's a joke that you're watching the car. It's not a joke. It's super serious. And that is one of the biggest risks is that people think it's good enough to drive itself before it, it really is. Um, and then that causes them to not pay attention when they still need to pay attention. So there's a lot of nuance to this. And that's why Tesla's chosen to roll it out to a select few number of people. Like, like I said, this is super duper beta and Tesla's being incredibly nice and friendly to like give the beta uh, testers the opportunity to share certain videos and to share content about it and to explain about it um, to sort of help spread the word in this good way. But it's also so important to remember, like this is so early, this is so ambitious, you know, as much as like, yeah, I'm paying for the FSD and I want this level five robo taxi. Like I also love Tesla. I love the mission. I want to help them get better. I want to help train this neural net. Like every time I take the car out, I'm paying, you know, I'm supposed to be paying attention. I'm paying like 10 times more extra attention because I really don't want to mess this up. Like every time I disengage, if it's something that I think the autopilot team messed up, I can press this button. It'll do a screen recording, send that back to the team. So there's this amazing collaborative effort underway right now between Tesla and its its early beta testers of FSD to test out the software. And I think that's incredible. It's part of the secret sauce that is going to make this actually come to reality and come to the masses is that Tesla is rolling this out and as a fleet of soon to be a million beta testers, you know, intervening, giving all this data to the team to constantly refine and iterate just that flywheel. I mean, look at how good this already is. And this isn't even V9. And then after V9, there's going to be V10. There's going to be the next thing. So it's like, you know, technology just keeps getting better. 
That's, that's my answer to people who think this isn't coming, who think this is super far away. Like, look how good it is right now. So when you think about the value of full self-driving, why is it you know gonna be worth $100,000? Why is this such a big deal? It comes down to fundamentally the utilization of assets. When you think about why Airbnb and Uber have been so successful, the sharing economy, it's because we weren't maximizing the use case of our assets. And this is a trend that software is enabling us to, so that traditional car is idle for 95% of the time. It's not being used. We're not getting that value out of it. There's all these cars sitting around all these cities with all these people who want to drive them, but we don't have the infrastructure to sort of connect them um, and, and make this true sort of sharing economy marketplace. And so I think that is the value of Tesla is that not only do you have this electric car that can drive itself, but what that means is that's not the fancy part that makes all the money. The fancy part that makes all the money is that means you have all of these people using their cars all of the time. And so if your car is out driving, you know, all the time because it can drive itself and it's giving people rides, it's giving your friends rides, not just you, your value that you have on that car, the usefulness of that asset goes up a huge amount. The utility of the car could go up about 5X, you know, and you think about that. So it's like, okay, well, this car was once a $40,000 car. So, oh, wow. So it had better visibility than me there with the cameras. That was awesome. Um, you know, you have a car that's $50,000, but you're only using it 5% of the time, but it's worth 50 grand. If you're using that same car, you know, 50% of the time, 10X increase in utilization, is the value 10X? Maybe not, maybe it's only 8X, but still that's that $100,000 barrier that Tesla's tackling. And everyone's like, oh, we model it this way. You know, ARK puts out their insane financial model, which is awesome about this. Um, but I think it's so hard with something this new and this disruptive, I think it is so hard to quantify what will occur, what changes will happen, what businesses, We'll be on the Tesla app store. We'll be on the marketplace. You know, Tesla's going to open this up and allow people to build apps and services um, that are built on this self-driving car software. And, you know, the autonomous Tesla becomes the computer on wheels. And this becomes the next great computing platform. That's why Amazon, that's why Google, that's why Apple, you know, Waymo, all that stuff. They're trying to invest and figure out this self-driving car technology because it is the next platform. And I think it's so easy. Like, oh, like my Tesla will drive to me and then I can use it um, whenever I want. It'll be Tesla on demand for me and my friends, uh, you know, if, if I'm at the bars and I can't drive home, my Tesla can drive me home. These are all these kind of cool little use cases we see, you know, robotaxis giving people rides. But I think it's so hard to truly understand the magnitude of this disruption. And all I know is that when I when I look at, you know, is it five trillion, is it 10 trillion, is it one trillion, is it a billion? How much money is Tesla gonna make from this? It's impossible to know. You know, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just such a big technological change that it's so hard to see how this will manifest. You know, Tesla hasn't even put out their official revenue model. They haven't even deployed the Tesla network. They haven't even really started making money from this other than increasing the price of that FSD software and having people pay for FSD, which will increase and they'll start to make more and more money from that. Um, and that's why Tesla, you know, being valued as more and more of a software company as literally more and more of their revenue and the value of their vehicles is in that software. Um, we're going to see start to, I think we've already seen Tesla, the market appreciate them as that software story as as much, you know, and you know, Tesla's much closer to Apple in terms of a computer and smartphone on wheels than they are to Ford or GM in terms of the vision, the potential, the monetization avenues um, that this sort of software app-based business model and platform will open up. And so that the market gets it. The market's genius. That's why it's valuing Tesla at 700 billion with only 40 billion in you know, low margin revenue, because they see that that's soon to be 150 billion and margins are going up too. And that'll just be the starting point. And so my point is with this, it's hard to put your finger on how much money will Tesla will make. But all I see is look at all these humans driving, look at how much of their attention and their time is being wasted on this task of driving. Look how underutilized all of these assets are. Look at how all of our cities, we dedicate them all to this gray color of concrete that is everywhere, that is hideous. That means plant cancer, 
plants can't grow. That means it hurts if you fall on it. It's not fun to walk on. It gets super hot. Um, I don't know. It's a ton of carbon. It's just carbon intensive to build. Like, why do we have concrete everywhere? You know, why are there's we leave space? It feels like cars are running our society. They get the nicest spot outside wherever they want. They got to be right in front of the houses. Look at all this square footage we've wasted and look at how spread out our cities are so we can have extra square footage for cars. Like, I think city planning is is at like, I hope the low point of all of humanity, of where when we look back at how cities are built based around this idea that you have to own a car and you have to be able to park it right in front of your house. Um, I think that has been one of the biggest like sort of hindrances on why American cities don't look beautiful, why we're lacking community in our cities because we don't, I don't know, and this is getting a little bit off track, but this is how big of a technolo technological shift I think is coming, is I think, you know, if there's robo-taxis driving people around, it's easy to get around cities um, and it's cheaper and we don't need to store the car there, like that unlocks so much value and how our cities could look. Um, and, you know, I don't know. But, um, so there's so many ways to think about the potential of this, you know, parking lots. I just invested in Dominate, this, this fitness startup that's doing these amazing workouts and all these cool pop-ups and empty parking lots because nobody's going to need parking lots anymore. Like that's just one example of how things change. Um, I think on-demand delivery of not just people with a robo-taxi, but of goods and services is going to be a boom for the bakery business because I think fresh baked goods is a logistics distribution problem. I can't get my fresh bagels or fresh cinnamon rolls because it's hard to get them from the person who's baking them super cheaply and efficiently to all people who want them. But now if I have a robo-taxi where it's 10 times cheaper and the car can drive itself, I don't need to be in it doing these $5, you know, bakery drop-offs. Now we've enabled a on-demand billion-dollar baking economy and Tesla will get a slice of that through its app store. And so, I don't know, these are just the random weird examples I think of, but this is why Tesla's a bigger threat to Amazon than Amazon is to Tesla because, you know, everything that gets around in our society, whether it's people or services, is driven by humans polluting with fossil fuels, um, not AI running on electrons. And so it's, um, you know, the, the propulsion, look at the largest companies in the world, Saudi Aramco, it's oil companies. There's trillions of dollars in revenue every year in these state-owned and world's largest oil companies. And that's because they're the back-end sort of vertically integrated infrastructure um, of how the energy economy works. And that's what Tesla's entirely changing right now. Wow, this is, I'm gonna make sure this doesn't mess up here. I mean, this is, I'm, if, if we do this with no interventions, I'm so proud. Oh, we did it. We did it. It swiveled a little, but we did it. Wow. See, I mean, that was cool. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I wanted, oh, okay. I, you know, that got me sidetracked. Okay, no, I was finishing my point. So oil companies, the amount of, of value and market capitalization, like my point is this trillions of dollars number seems huge, but when you take into account the market capitalization of the entire vertical transportation stack that Tesla's disrupting, it already is trillions on paper. And so, um, and it's not really vertically integrated sort of across all these different industries, all these sections of the supply chain. Um, but now Tesla's gonna transform all of that from the ground up and really build the new propulsion technology or platform for the 21st century. And so it's really the convergence of both that, that electric trend and the autonomous trend but when i think about the end value of this this is why i hold all my tesla stock is because i i i love ideas that are so big that my head can't wrap my head like i can't wrap my head around the big amazing potential of it that's how i felt about bitcoin at the beginning it was like this just feels like the biggest bear case i think for bitcoin is like the u.s government bans it because it's so dope you know, if that's the biggest bear case I can think of, that it's going to compete with an institution as big as the dollar. And at the time, Bitcoin was only, you know, a couple billion market cap and the dollars were trillions. Like, okay, this is a good bet if that's the bear case. Um, 
Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. But the point is I'm holding all my Tesla stock because I see this as, you know, 40 billion earnings, cash flow. None of that matters. Like we're not making any earnings or cash flow or revenue. There's nothing in the financial statement other than deferred revenue and a little bit in there of revenue from the software and FSD package that shows you how profitable, how game-changing this robo-taxi business has become. We already know Tesla did three billion operating income last quarter with, you know, no robo-taxis out. And so I, it's, it's really hard to imagine and quantify um, the impact of this, but I truly believe that it will be trillions of dollars. It will add at least a trillion dollars to the market cap of Tesla, and that's why I'm holding it. So this is a very interesting FSD going from city streets to the highway. I'm not gonna lie, I don't do this often, so bear with me. And so we're gonna stay on this for about three miles. Whoa. That was actually fine, I just got freaked out. I mean, that was pretty dope. Just changed lanes by itself there. I did wiggle confirm it. That was nice, making sure I'm paying attention. Um, I mean, I can't, it's magic. This is t like, yeah, it's magic. I don't know, it's getting a little gutsy here. I think I have it on Mad Max mode. I'm not good at the jiggle, so bear with me. Oh, I didn't even think we were gonna get this view of Seattle. This is dope. There's so much nuance. And another big thing I'm hot on is traffic. Like the way that we all slow down super aggressively here, if every car was on autopilot, that would be a game changer. Like if every car was connected and linked somehow and could slow down sort of in this kind of like flow of traffic that was very smooth, then I think that would decrease accidents and that would actually accelerate the flow of traffic in a huge way. Cause I think this sort of, you know, domino effect of braking is a huge reason that we have a lot of problems in, in traffic and that traffic moves a lot slower than it should and we have congestion on roadways is cause it's all human drivers making these sort of scattered decentralized micro decisions that are not maximizing efficiency for space and speed on the road with all the other vehicles and i think tesla once every car is linked like pre-platooning platooning is this idea we have three trucks there's only a driver in the front seat you know i think that's going to sort of happen but for cars as well and you're going to have all these cars in the highway i think they should eventually make that left lane there should be an autonomous lane where every car is autonomous they're all linking they can go like 100 miles an hour and all of a sudden it's easier faster cheaper safer smoother to get from city to city with a car um and you you know you extrapolate that with boring tunnels and all the other crazy stuff elon is working on i mean there is so much excitement here and i think when i look at the road right now i see the bigger the problem the bigger the opportunity i see a massive problem and that every single driver here is super unsafe statistically and that we're all kind of driving in this really uncoordinated unorganized way we're all polluting we're all breathing the stuff we're polluting this is gonna look ridiculous You know, I gotta give a shout out to the Tesla and autopilot team. I mean, this is incredible. Like, it, I don't get excited about products or, I don't know, it's like, this really feels like Christmas to me. Like, I feel like I have the coolest new toy ever with Tesla FSD and like, I got so much value and I'm so happy that I'm supporting Tesla, the company, and just, you know, the pace of innovation that Tesla comes out with new stuff, they put new updates into the car, they do it with love, they make it fun. Like this makes me excited. Like the, the Tesla product was by, this is the most expensive thing I've ever bought in my life by so much was my Tesla. 
Um, but it's nothing is like it's actually made me so happy. Like usually you buy stuff like oh you buy that e pair of Yeezys like doesn't really fit right you know not worth it whatever like the Tesla is worth it. FSD is so worth it. You know maybe I'm a biased fanboy. Prop I mean I think I am. But um, I think te Tesla FSD for eight grand. I'm so happy I paid for FSD. My scheme that it would go up in price and I would capture that value by buying it ahead of time is working. Um, I think the value I've been getting from FSD has been increasing as these software updates come out. Like this is all coming to fruition and I think if it were any other company on the planet I would not trust them with this but Tesla's built such a strong why they don't do advertising it's all about the technology it's all about the mission and changing the world together this is really it's a movement I mean I think it's really a movement that I feel like a part of by owning this product and by supporting this company um, that is just built that is just literally step by step engineer by engineer line of code by line of code uh, pushing us towards a more sustainable and safer and better future and more exciting future and doper future like the like imagine when this car is driving itself and I can call people and I can record more podcasts and I can watch content and I can, you know, have more shared authentic experiences, um, get to places faster with less stress. Like this is really going to be a huge, awesome thing for the world. And so, um, I don't know. I think autopilot gets so much press for like the crashes and stuff, which kills me because it's actually statistically so much safer than a human. And it doesn't get any press for like this is what the world needs. Like the future is coming. Like the innovation is here. Like we all talk about how Silicon Valley is going to change the world and all they do is build apps. And then Elon Musk is actually building this machine that's going to change the world. That's the spaceship that's driving itself. And nobody, it's like, I feel like people don't give enough of a shit as they should. Like this is, you know, there we go. We're going to get, I'm going to slow it down a little. Wow. I mean, that was pretty epic. So it used navigate on autopilot there. I usually don't use navigate on autopilot. I keep it on autopilot and just change lanes myself. Like it'll, I just do the blinker and then it changes. So I was kind of doing it there to show y'all for the test. It worked incredibly. Um, man, this is just a... And now the visualization has resumed to the FSD beta visualization. I think they're going to make a really interesting update to this. I think Elon was tweeting about it recently of what do you see um, that the car sees? And this is one of the biggest things about full self-driving that makes you so confident in Tesla's system and what they're doing here is that I feel like I know I'm kind of inside the brain of the Tesla here, seeing what it sees, seeing why it's doing what it's doing, um, you know, seeing its confidence, seeing what it sees. So that gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, if there's a pedestrian, if there's a car in front, like it sees that car in front, it sees all the cars next to me it sees those lights are green like this is a key very underestimated part of Tesla and this is why nobody else I think that's not a software company can do it because it's all about software it's all about this really savage different UI um, that needs to happen that is totally unlike anything and it you know I'm putting my life on the line for this vehicle so I'm putting so much trust and faith into this software um, that I think is you know, that's really important. Oh, the boring company. So I think some people have been speculating that Tesla network could already be taking off because of the boring company, right? Like the boring company in Las Vegas can have these tunnels where you sort of activate FSD and then it shoots you through the tunnel and the car is driving itself. And that helps you get to different points in the cities. That is gonna be a game changer. Like we're talking about how the flow of traffic will improve with self-driving cars, how it'll be safer, how they'll be able to go a little faster. The other huge component of that is there's just too many cars on the road. So getting more people in the car per ride with a robo taxi, that's part the solution but it's also getting a 3d transportation system flying cars not that dope according to elon too loud too risky to have things flying over our head so that's why he's doing the boring company and they're already building these tunnels like this isn't just a paper napkin sketch anymore this is actually tunnels being built dirt being moved big machines hundreds of millions of dollars boring company is already probably a multi-billion dollar company uh that i wish i could invest in honestly but they are going to be building this next level infrastructure that i think is so incredible
do they want me to turn because it's right on red? I don't know. I think I can. This is a gutsy move. Right on red. I don't know. They honked at me, so I'm doing it. Oh, whoa. Oh, man. I disengaged it. Whoops. That was dope, though. It did that turn all by itself. I just disengaged it by accident. Um, but I think the Boring Company is going to be a game changer. And the Tesla, the other big thing about the Boring Company is they were able to make their tunnels smaller because you don't need this ventilation for all these gas cars that are going through. So it's cheaper to build the tunnels, and that means only EVs are going to be allowed to use them. So I think this is going to work with your Tesla. You're going to navigate somewhere. My Tesla tells me where to go. It'll start integrating these Boring Company loops, and I'll get, be getting places faster. So this, there's this incredible synergy between the autonomous Tesla network and these Boring Tunnels to help get us around complex urban environments with tons of traffic traffic that is going to help solve, help alleviate that traffic problem that we all hate. So I think that's a huge another piece of where all this puzzle is going. Um, oh, I like how I did that little lane change there that Elon is building. Um, so that's another important piece of the, of the thing. And it's like, you know, I said this on the MKBHD retro tech video. It's like the future, it's almost funny because the future, we thought it was going to look so dystopian with flying cars and be this crazy weird future. And I feel like it's going to be totally different than that, but equally dystopian where we live in, we shoot through ourselves in, at ton, in a tunnel 100 miles below the ground or 100 feet below the ground. We sh get shot in a tunnel at 500 miles an hour or whatever. And in our self-driving Tesla while we're listening to a cool podcast and, you know, and that's the future. That seems really weird and dystopian that there's all these tunnels under the city shooting, you know, people and stuff around. Um, but that is what it is. Basically flying cars, but underground so you don't have to see them. And yeah, if you're claustrophobic like me, I'm a little bit concerned. The car gets stuck. I'm in this tunnel. I'm way underground. Like, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, okay. To take it back, to sum it up for y'all, having full self-driving, I would say it's almost exactly in line with my expectations of like how good it would be, which I wasn't expecting. I was like, this is either going to be so dope, it's going to blow my mind and like, oh my God, which it kind of has been, or it's just going to be like still messing up a little bit and like needs a little work and needs to get better. Or maybe I'm worried Tesla rolled it out way too soon. And this is a disaster. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like concerned investor with Tesla, right? Like I care so much about Tesla. I'm like, I, I want, they, they put this out and I want it to be amazing. And I'm like, I have all these built-in expectations and like, I don't know, it's, it's surreal to have full self-driving. I can't believe it. Um, but it's been, it's given me much more confidence that they can achieve a truly self-driving car. Um, and it, when I say it's about where I expected it, it's like, yes, like it's not perfect. It requires a couple interventions. Like, you know, you can see that in some places this is less safe than a human, but in other places it's much safer than a human. And so, and as Tesla's updating it, as I've watched it improve, as I've owned the vehicle and it's gotten better at driving, it's getting a lot better at driving than I am get at getting better at driving. The rate, the pace of innovation of the Tesla AI versus everything else, I mean, the rate of improvement is the only question. How fast does Elon make this better? When does version nine come out? How many people get it? You know, how many interventions are we having per hour, six months from now, a year from now? It's all about if, you know, I don't know. But my confidence in this is that I think by mid 2022, we are driving with very little interventions. Like the average drive will not have an intervention by mid 2022. That's what I see about a year from now. Um, and I think then you're getting really close to this true RoboTaxi L5 moment. We're starting to build a case of tens of billions of miles that is statistically significant about th how this car is incredibly safer than a human. And um, then regulators start to approve it. And then, you know, Tesla's value in the meantime as a company 
company is soaring into this inevitable moment of the robo-taxi because we're all driving around in these self-driving cars. Our friend has it. We got, you know, on the Tesla network, there was a driver in the front seat. We rented a Tesla, we did it on Turo, we tried it. Like, people realize that this is gonna happen and on the financial side, they will be increasing the price of full self-driving. They'll roll out the subscription, they'll get modeled as a SaaS company. Um, people will start to appreciate the tidal wave of cash flow that is coming from the greatest technological inv uh, innovation of our era, the self-driving car. Tesla's gonna do it. Who you need? You need Elon Musk to pull this off. Who else is gonna pull this off? Like I can't, I can't believe that's even a question. But um, I'm, I know my GoPro battery's running out, so I'm just trying to get all my last schemes in for y'all. I mean, the fact that I bought this car and I drove it when I bought it, and then I bought FSD and I've been watching it get better. And by the time I get rid of this car, it'll be driving itself. I mean, this is like to quantify that moment in history. It's just I feel like we're part of history. Like when you ride an FSD, you feel like you're part. It, it's it's it, it's incredible and so inspiring and it's like that's why i knew i had to have a tesla that's why i had to buy the model y when i did because i was like this is just something i can tell until the day i die that like i bought my tesla and then i saw it drive itself i was here i was in the front seat with the tesla ai watching it do its thing watching it learn like you know if you're a true tech fan and you're a tech nerd this is the piece de resistance of the coolest shit happening right now in the era of hyper change tesla's fsd beta there's nothing that's fucking close honestly nothing close to how big this is and how game-changing it is and how much it will impact all of our lives and how it will create the biggest company on the planet and that's a secret that i fit, still feel like most of the world doesn't understand Um, anyway, this is Hyperchange. Love y'all. The show is independently produced by my Patreon supporters. I just want to say thank you. Um, so much love for the Patreon squad. And that's why I don't do ads. I don't do sponsored videos. I never take a minute break out of my video to read you some BS script of an ad because you guys support me on Patreon. It's independent. I can make the dopest content and bring it straight to you on the internet. And I just really appreciate that. I wanted to give y'all a shout out because I write my Patreon newsletter every week. I try and put the producers, we do the credits for the producers, but I feel like I still, I try and not talk about it on the channel to not waste people's time but i i just love the fact that we're like scrappy we're independent we're produced by the people who watch the show that just brings a smile to my face every day so i want to say uh you know heartfelt thank you to all the patreons because i'm constantly grinding to bring y'all better doper more innovative content you know with my like list i'm trying to you know just bring you with me on on all this cool shit that's happening so anyway love y'all see y'all next time peace